When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, I'm Ryan LaPlante, and I'm one of the crazy founders of Dumb Dumbs and Dice, the production company that's made the video you're watching or the podcast you're listening to right now. Now, we're clearly busy. We're producing five weekly podcasts, Dum Dums and Dragons, Blood and Syrup, The Mythos Mysteries, Warhammer 40,000, The Valentine Heresy, and Curse Code and Crown, as well as three event podcasts with miniseries releases scheduled at random intervals, Dumb Scum and Villainy, One Shots, and the bad movie review show, Garbage Town the Movie Podcast. But we want to take this time to invite you to become a part of our company and a part of our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. You can get access to our Discord, access to exclusive DM and character chats. You can get the chance to name characters in our shows. You can even become a recurring NPC and hear yourself interacting with our characters each week through the voice of Tom. You can become a patron for as little as $1, and there's great value for you at even that level. So please, join the Dum Dums and Dice family and help us make even more content Content in a way that you are guaranteed to love. That's patreon.com slash dumdumdice. D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. So let's do something dumb together, and thanks for being part of our stories. I am Executron, god of merchandising, and I came into existence because Dum Dums and Dice has its own merchandise. That's a god pot, get it? Dice? Merchandise? Anyways, you can get t-shirts, hoodies, spiral notebooks, clocks, wall art, throw pillows, bags, and even stickers emblazoned with your favorite Dum Dums and Dice characters and their catchphrases. Go to redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. One more time for the mortals in the back, redbubble.com slash people slash Dum Dum Dice. Get your merchandise dice today. Welcome back to Curse, Code, and Crown, a live play Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast featuring a fully original world and campaign. I am the wizard Kronox, observer of time. Curse, Code, and Crown features our regular voiceover artists and improvisers. Laura Elizabeth as the Orc Countant Eta and Princess Gwendolyn. Tyler Hewitt as Maka Deathcap and Ryan LaPlante as Duncan Kindano alongside our dungeon master, the incredible Tom McGee. So get ready for an adventure including thrills, chills, and hope for a brighter tomorrow. It's time for Curse Code and Crown! 
The Duggler has been unleashed, and the Duggler is hungry. The Duggler also, in this dim light, is terrifying. Um, imagine a, um, a massive, hulking, um, furry creature, um, six eyes, um, sort of a, um, uh, almost a goat, uh, a goat muzzle, um, snout, um, long shaped horns off the end of the chin, long curling horns coming out of the head, um, massive meaty arms. Um, uh, the Dougler has four arms, uh, Goro style, um, and uh, his uh, back jointed legs um, end in uh, uh, hooves. Um, as uh, the Dougler crawls out of the, um, the crystal, um, he kind of twitches and um, big leathery wings flap off the back, um, casting both demon knights and um, crystals uh, or like shards of, of the, uh, the giant crystal that he was encased in um, off. Uh, and uh, as he, he finishes graying the dwarf, uh, he just clenches his fist um, and uh, the demon knight shatters in his hand. Roll for initiative. Nine. Eleven. Twelve. Uh, no, 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 all right. So we've got 12 for Duncan. We've got, I'm sorry, nine was Tyler? Ita. 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 Eleven was Maka. Yeah. Great. Very good, great. And we've got Kate. Okay. Uh, we, well, we've rolled a straight, everybody. Uh, I got uh, no. I guess we need a ten in there somewhere, but um, cool. Okay, eight, eight or thirteen, Tom. Eight or thirteen. Oh, we we got the thirteen. We're missing a ten. Oh, damn uh, it. We got nine, <laughs> eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. Um, oh fuck! <laughs> right, we were so close. Um, really shouldn't have gone all in. Now I'm going to lose my house. Um, Okie dokie. Or three so, characters. So first up is... Oh, I won't lose those. You will. Um, first up is the Duggler. Um, so uh, the Duggler um, rolls uh, both sets of shoulders um, and uh, seems to yawn in like a massive, like full body yawn um, and scratches his ass with one of his arms um, and just says, oh, that was good, but... Uh, not nearly enough. Um, and now uh, that uh, the Duggler is speaking uh, through his actual uh, mouth, um, all of you can hear it. I'm going to need um, intelligence saves from both Ita and um, Duncan, please. Um, following through on uh, uh, Cthulhu rules, uh, Tyler Maka is good because he already had this happen once. Um, it's a 13 for Duncan. An 11 for Ita. Uh, sorry, pals. But um, that's not so bad, actually. Um, four points of damage. It's off two d ten. You guys did very well. That's yeah. Um. So um, as the it's it's that classic like when aliens have uh, subtitles in movies and it starts out as the alien language and then like quickly converts to uh, whatever language you're watching in. Um, for a moment, it's it's complete nonsense uh, that that um, really uh, pushes the the limits of your understanding. Um, but then it begins to solidify into a language you can understand, despite knowing that it's not common. Um, 
So he does that, uh, and then he's going to continue to attack uh, the demon knights and doctors who are close to him. Um, using one hand to scratch his ass, so he only gets three attacks. Uh, but all of them hit. Uh, so he grabs um, like two demon knights uh, and a doctor, um, and collectively uh, they begin to gray. Um, and he's just kind of rolling his head around, like like he's he's you know swishing a fine wine around. Um, and he says, uh, oh, a bit, uh, these are a bit new for the Douglar's taste, but, uh, they'll have to do. Uh, and then, uh, as he finishes one, he just tosses it aside like an empty juice box, um, and it shatters against a wall, uh, which is his turn, uh, bringing us to Duncan. Uh, Duncan will, uh, spin Mr. Bang up into his hand and then, Actually, instead of drawing the rapier, he reverses and draws his scabbard and the the, mm-hmm. the scabbard of unlikely fellowship, the painting unfurls beside him. And he looks to the other two and he says, now that's a demon. But when it comes to killing demons, I'm the man. Uh, and then he swirls it ah! around him like a flag. <laughs> and he says, kill it for the princess. Uh, and then Mr. Bang comes up and he'll unload both barrels uh, towards the demon. Also, the Scabbard of Unlikely Fellowship casts Bless. So for the next minute, for all three of us, because it's up to three creatures, mm-hmm. uh, we get to add a D4 to all attack rolls and saves. Oh, nice. Great. This is the first turn of those six turns. All right, so let's... Let's see what happens. Uh, do we have advantage with it just eating people and not paying attention to us, Tom? Or what's no, our... it's fully aware of its surroundings. If it was uh, like a monster or something, yes. But this is a yeah, that's reasonable. Full full on demon lord situation. So no, nah, he's good. <laughs> that is so the the first shot is a twenty one to hit. Yep, that'll hit. Barely, but it'll hit. And the second is a 25 to hit. So. Yep, that'll hit. And both of those do 11 damage for a total of 22 piercing damage from Mr. Bang. Not bad, man. Not bad. Uh, and then what he would like to do to keep his spell in range, but at the same time, uh, he'll just dash like 15 feet to the left so the demon can't just charge all three of us and just stomp us into the ground. But he's going to stay within, you know, let's just say 30 feet. His friends really affected the scabbard. Just like trailing a fucking uh, measuring tape behind me. Like, yeah. One, two. <laughs> ah, shit, too far. All right. Uh, there you go. Close. I'm uh, close. I'm going to get it. Uh, and then I think at the same time, of course, he will, you know, Mr. Bang down, rape you out. Now he's got it. It's fucking twirling murder dance. Yep. Gotcha. Um, very cool. Um, in terms of this room, just so we all have the, the same visual because it's been a hot sex since I described it to <laughs> Gwen's ghost like fucking 10 episodes ago or whatever. <laughs> um, very much a, a circular uh, observation room um, in most movies uh, where the demon was would be like the, in like Star Trek terms, would be like the, the warp core. So there's kind of a massive, uh, the crystal was in the dead center of the room um, with a number of these um, uh sort of um, cables that we described um, heading out and off of uh, like coils of them heading off the top of the crystal Um, around it uh, seem to be observation 
booths and uh, monitoring equipment, um, that sort of thing. Of course, all very much arcane style monitoring. It's not like there's computers and shit. Um, but uh, yeah, very much like um, almost uh, like in GoldenEye, it would be like the computer room in the GoldenEye facility. It's just one of those spaces that seems very much um, like a water filtration plant, like just a place where you just keep the lights on. You just keep things going. Um, so not a particularly exciting room um, as Gwendolyn discovered, uh, but yes, big circular room. Um, the You are on the, the second level of it, which is kind of at demon's waist. Um, below is kind of a lower um, circular area um, where uh, the, uh, the demon's feet are. Um, so you're kind of like, I'd say probably six feet off, off of ground level. Um, so and... we could jump to the ground without injury kind of thing? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's not like a massive drop. It's, uh, it's just the, the kind of thing a small flight of stairs would, would bring you up to. Um, you think logistically, just so that you don't have to build everything around the crystal because you don't want to be too close to the crystal in case you fuck it up. No one wants to spill coffee on the crystal. Um, so they built kind of a second level to, to do Smart. all their operational stuff on. Um, but you can see demon knights like leaping into the pit uh, because obviously it's hard to hit something with an axe. You can get at it from this level. It's just a little harder than if you're like at its feet. Gotcha. Um, cool. All right. Uh, good round, Duncan. That was a good amount of damage. Um, Maka. Um, I'm going to cast uh, blindness on the Duggler. Uh, it needs to make a constitution saving throw. Excellent. DC 15. It is not immune to blindness, which is interesting. Uh, DC 15. And I'm sorry, it's a... Constitution con. save. Oof. Uh, holy shit. Uh, well, I rolled a two, uh, so that's a 10, but it's still not good enough. Okay, so that was a luck on my part. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, so it uh, uh, the Duggler is blinded. Um, uh, the Duggler um, just kind of yells, oh, hey, uh, wait a minute. Did I close all my eyes at the same time? This doesn't make any sense. Where, where'd everybody go? Oh, man. Just must be so hungry I can't see anymore. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. And he just, like, smashes a half-grade dwarf um, who explodes in a shower of uh, giblets and um, fragments of, of stone. Um and uh, the Duggler seems more like frustrated with this than uh, mad. But yes, uh, the Duggler is blind. Is this a uh, roll to see it if is. the blindness continues kind of deal? All right. Yeah. At the end of the Duggler's turn, he can make a constitution save. Cool. Uh, man, well, good probably move. bought us one turn of blindness, <laughs> realistically. Dude, it's good. It's good. Does he roll uh, at the beginning of turn or end of turn, Tyler? At the end. So maybe two. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, excellent. Uh, do you want to do anything else on your turn there, Maka? You still got movement. Uh, you got a minor action. You got a bonus. Um, let me just mark off blindness before I forget. Let's spend the spell slot. There we go. Um, also, I forgot, so I'm just going to state it out loud so the rest of you can remind me. You do have bless, which I think would have added a d4 to that. Is that correct? Right? Uh, only no, if it was an that's... attack roll or a save. So yeah, wouldn't have a save ah, that you okay. had All to right. do. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were just blessed. Hashtag blessed in general. Um, I think I'll uh, I'll stay put so that I 
have relatively easy access to my allies if I need to run over and cure wounds or something. Okay, cool. Um, just for, for kind of visual narrative sake, because I'm always kind of curious how Maka interprets things like this. What is, uh, what's Maka's stance? What's kind of the, the vibe Maka's given off right now during this fight? Uh, it's uh, shield up club in his, uh, in his other hand, ready to fight. Um, the, the effects of his symbiotic entity are persisting. So he's still kind of like bulked up and, and mm -hmm. spiky and stuff like that. Um, the, uh, uh, the, I guess, flavor of blindness would, I think we've done this once before, but like he sort of releases like a pollen burst. Right. And as uh, the Douglar inhales it, it, uh, it blinds him. It's basically like he's almost been poisoned and the effect of the poison cool. is, is cool, loss cool. of vision. That's great. That ties into his snack related concerns. <laughs> um, love it. Okay. Fantastic. Um, Ita. Um, I think uh, personally, I don't know that I have much um, that can really deal significant damage to this thing that's going to help us. So I think I'm going to try to help out my friends more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I'm going to try to cast disorienting theorem on them. So um, uh this will basically distract him and uh, will give disadvantage on saving throws until the beginning of my next turn. Okay, great. Um, so they have to make an intelligence saving throw, DC 14. When you say they, do you mean the demon? He, or the there demon. Um, okay, he succeeds. Well, then, sh shit. Hmm. Then, yes, I accidentally, I, yeah, it's fine. This demon knows a cursed math. It's fine. Um, so, Ita, you begin to um, throw theorems oh, uh, at the demon, but uh, unfortunately, much like many uh, frat demons, um, the uh, the Douglar is too concerned about snacks and uh, is not confounded um, or or vexed uh, by what you're throwing down. Only because he's just really he's hungry. He's thinking about that. He just can't focus on anything. I mean, he yeah, can't focus okay. so much that he can't see anymore. It's super weird. Um, well, then, as a bonus action, um, I'll use uh, a draw analysis um, uh, to, like, part. analyze uh, his fighting style. Um, and I will also learn its plane of origin, spellcasting ability, uh, or level of the spell is high can cast. Level of the spell's highest? The spell cast? is high. Yeah, the spell is high. The spell is high. The spell is high. The highest uh, spell. I'm reading different words that I'm saying. It's yeah, challenging know, for me. Uh, is that or or all of? I'm tired. What? Was that or? You can get one or the other, or do you get all of the above? I get all of that shit. Nice. Oh. No. Fuck me. I get one of them. Thank you, Ryan. God damn it. I was going to say, like, you know, uh, I love going Do you know to, why? to because homebrew, there's like... but sometimes homebrew is a little too haunty. I know. I have to write this okay. out a little bit differently. That's okay. So um, uh, I'm trying to think of something that will help me. Well, um, I mean, Laura, that does still sound like a useful cast. It's just determining oh, yeah. what you actually want from it. Um, I don't know what it fucking matter. Uh, you, uh, plane of origin. Please. <laughs> Bold choice. Um, <laughs> Bold. Hell, <and> moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, one sec. Just reading, reading very quickly. That's, <laughs> Details that's I did okay. not think I needed. Um, well, now you know. 
Yeah, no, no, no. It's uh, knowing is half the battle. That's that's what I learned. <laughs> I'm gonna um, die. This character is not long for this world, is it? <laughs> well, I mean, this character is about as effective as you would imagine someone who yells math at their opponents is in combat. So I would imagine very effective, Ryan. Well, you you made them. <laughs> um, Laura, here's a question. Um, I know in kind of like classic D&D rules and ideas, um, the planes are an important piece. Um, I have, I was going to say I have my theories, but I invented the world. So I have the truth of what that is for <laughs> Gren. Mm -hmm. What is it for you? What is it for Ito? Um, because I'm curious how someone who is so... Um, fixated on kind of uh, the logical and the mathematical conceives of where things like this demon or the salamander come from. What is, yeah. what is your understanding of what you mean by planes? Um, I do think it is kind of the traditional planes. I think like Ida believes that there is a mathematical explanation for everything and that the planes of existence as they would be understood on Grand exist but probably not in like the magical way that people think they exist so would you conceive of them as like other planets more so is that kind of and not necessarily in terms of what you think they literally are but how you just mentally imagine them i think be? i think she entertains the concept of a multiverse and things m moving back and forth through them per potentially okay interesting um so with your analysis you gain knowledge of what plane this creature is from. Mm -hmm. You would take that to mean a multiversal plane that it has stumbled in through. Have you studied that at all? I'm sorry, I know uh, this sounds like a job interview, but I'm just, I need a few <laughs> answers so I can clarify what yeah, I'm going to tell okay. you. Yeah, that's okay. It's one of those things that like, um, she's, she's been studying on her own time trying to piece things together because I don't think it's, it's not something that's being taught because no one has the answer yet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that. Um, but to her, it's just like, seems it's the only thing that makes sense without being like, it just is. Yeah. Yeah. I don't you know? get that. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. Um, okay. Um, it is from uh, a place called Trine. Trine. That's fun. Um, which you would recognize as uh, a plane of demons. Okay. Um, it is known, uh, it, it rather, it comes up, I, I think the frustration for someone like you is that it mostly comes up in various religious texts, the way yeah. that um, someone would describe like a ring of hell. Yeah. Um, so you've kind of had to try and reconcile that with, with your knowledge. Uh, but in that kind of classic way where allegory and reality tend to have like a Venn diagram, you've established that there is a thing called Trine somewhere. You've heard of it. Yeah. Um, you know it is where uh, monsters dwell. Um, that said, um, from what you've read and from what you understand, um, Trine isn't where likely all of the demons uh, stumbling into this mine are from. Uh, mm. Trine is like, if you think in Greek mythology, like this would be the realm of Titans. This is where the big fucking demon Lords live. Uh, it's not right. a lesser, like it's not like little lesser demons just making little incursions. It is like fucking demon battle Royale planet. Okay. Um, so that's, 
the plane where like the scariest things spoken of with mm. the most reverence and fear theoretically come from. That said, um, the Duggler is not a uh, creature you have read of from this plane. Um, you know, there are, there are stories about people being corrupted, uh, nations falling. Um, there were a lot of theories uh, that um, uh, Asher, the Necrotist, was a demon from another plane, that the Necrotists themselves were demons from a plane. Um, but Trine is generally referred to with kind of reverence and distance as like a hell planet that no one would go to, but also seemingly nothing comes from. Like it's a plane that doesn't make a lot of incursions. It does yeah. occasionally, but it's it's fairly rare because it's a big fucking deal. Honestly, in Cthulhu terms, it would be like, this is where the great old ones live. So it'd be mm. very strange to just see a bunch of them hanging out. Um, so anyway, uh, I don't know what that gives you, but that's what you get from your analysis. I don't, I don't think it, it has helps. Its own, but... It has its own theme song now. It's trying so hard and got to grin. In the end, it needs a dwarven snack bar. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a wrap. And folks, that is a wrap on uh, Chris Coden Crown. Um, hey, yeah, uh, specifically <laughs> um, uh, the Douglers from a park uh, named Lincoln in Trine. Um, <laughs> fuck, man, that's very good. Um, also, Beat Saber is broken due to an update right now, so I can't play my Lincoln Park soundtrack on Beat Saber. So you're just you're filling my that that gap in my soul. Um, so uh, yes, um, from the realm of Trine realm of like big spooky demon lords um that's what you got okay thanks <laughs> man he was like i might i will add this to my you know my notes if i survive yeah. this i will have an existential crisis about this and then deal with it yeah um, exactly i was kind of hoping you'd be like oh cool all right well i have a spell that only works when i know specifically the realm i mean and I mean, one day, uh, one day, um, Laura, can you roll Sorry, me a perception Tom. check? No, 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 no. It, it, honestly, that's, it's a, a fun little detour. I, yeah. I just apologize that it can't actually help you too much here. <laughs> Say perception, right? Yes, please. Uh, 20 total. Um, so you do this, you, you kind of like run, run. I, I was going to say like, I keep thinking in, in sci-fi terms, but like you scan it, you think about it. You're like, okay, this tracks with what I know about Trine. This would be a demon Lord from Trine. Strange that they're here, whatever. Um, but also I think there's a, still like, obviously a big degree of panic associated with that. Um, and when you panic, as we've established from when you were kind of slipping through the stone, you, you fall back on, on familiar comforting uh, truths. Yeah. And, as your mind reels from dealing with the fact that a demon lord of Trine is here, um, you find yourself just kind of aimlessly looking around with soft focus. You're not looking for anything. Um, and you start to realize something. You're in a lab. And if there's one thing that doctors and, and sort of scientists do, it's take copious notes. So while you feel useless in the moment, you suddenly start to realize that actually there might be information valuable to you somewhere in this space. Dum Dums and Dice would like to welcome you to the grand darkness of the 41st millennium. I am Inquisitor Caveat Ventus, keeper of the Inquisition's Black Library, and I'm releasing my report on the Valentine Heresy. 
It's an actual play podcast set in the Genesis adaptation of Warhammer 40,000's Dark Heresy RPG. Join Ryan LaPlante as Inquisitor Lucius Valentine, and Laura Elizabeth and Tyler Hewitt as Hivebred siblings Lyric and Alto, as this unlikely trio try to save the Emperor from a cabal of mysterious enemies in a series created by games master Tom McGee. Can these unlikely heroes survive in a galaxy where there is only war? Find out in the first episode of Warhammer 40,000 The Valentine Heresy. Available now. brings us to uh, the top of the round, the blinded Duggler. Um, so the Duggler drops um, the remaining gray dwarves. Um, people jump into the pit. They're like attacking his feet. He's just stomping occasionally, which generally kills uh, a dwarf whenever he does it. Um, and uh, he just says, hey, you know, I... I've been thinking about something. Uh, obviously, the snacks are a problem, but now that I've got a couple in me, uh, I feel like I had a pretty good thing going here, and then suddenly it stopped. So the Douglar's asking himself, hey, Douglar, what stopped your snacks? And um, none of you feel like my cool snacks. You're like gross veggies that showed up in my snacks. And I don't want veggies. I specifically want snacks. So I think maybe you fuckos are responsible. And after all the last we've shared guy I've been talking to in my mind, fuck you guys. Um, that said, he is blinded, so he's got disadvantage, uh, but he's going to start taking massive swings just in the general vicinity of where he last saw you. So he'll have disadvantage. Um, there are three of you. Uh, and... So that's two on Duncan because I rolled for it and um, one on Maka, one on Ita. Duncan, what's your, or sorry, uh, Maka, what's your AC? 19. Oh, I think the blindness may have done him in on that one, actually. One sec. I've got blindness up here if that's what you're reading up on. Uh, no, no, I okay. closed the book because uh, I was I was thinking real hard about what plane he's from. Um... And I'm sorry, your AC is 19? Yeah. Oh, he misses by one. Uh, disadvantage, man. Thank goodness. Do it. Um, so, Maka, you see um, one of these arms swing in, and you kind of like pop your shield up and just kind of guide it past. Um, yeah. But again, minimal motion, just as little as you can do. How far is he reaching with these strikes? Um far i would say he's uh he wouldn't be able to swing back from where we're standing right um you can with disadvantage um so the thing is he's big enough that if okay. you kind of like leaned as far forward from the lip as you could and swung you might be able to hit him but it is um it's hard from up here that's okay. why all the demon knights leapt into the pit to like go for the legs um okay. but it's not working out tremendously well then i i think he has to at some point on this turn take make a con save for my halo of spores for being within range to attack Ooh, me yes yeah. he absolutely does and i'm sorry yes. um what is the check he needs to roll uh against my spell save dc so 15. Shit. no okay so there's a little extra juice thanks to symbiotic entity um Oh, excellent. I rolled a damage die twice. 
That's a total of five necrotic damage. Nice. All right. Believe me when I say every little bit counts uh, in this yep. particular fight. Um, cool. Um, so uh, the as the, the massive hand comes swiping through, um, it swipes through spores uh, in front of you, and you can see them eating away uh, at the, the flesh and the fur as it spins past you. Um, Ita, what is your AC? Uh, my AC is 13. Oh, it's okay. I rolled a two. Yay! Um, wait, sorry, your AC is 13? Yeah. God damn it, Tom. <sighs> no, it's okay. Uh, he only gets plus seven, so you're fine. Oh, um, similarly, um, comes swiping down at you, but I think rather than like you actively dodging, it's just you starting to like walk towards notes. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like absent-mindedly, it's just like you step 100%. out of the way, hand claws the ground, drags across, uh, but you're you're out of the way. I have more important things to read. <laughs> Absolutely. And you're like, oh, he's trying too hard. Um, Duncan, um, what is your AC, good sir? 16, one six. I rolled double 20s. Whoa. Nice. So that one will be where you want to use your uncanny dodge. Possibly. Uh, yeah, I got options. Um, that was double 20 on disadvantage. Uh, I've never seen that. That's bananas. Hot diggity Fucking shit. Fucking hell. Yeah, bud. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> All right, so Duncan, that is going to be. Butts, man. It's going to be butts. Uh, that is 21 points of damage. Okay, I'm gonna try to parry it. So that's a mm. that's a swashing point because that gets me nine plus D eight removed, which I think odds are will be better than half, but we'll see. Oh yeah, that's a seven, baby. So I'll take sixteen off of it. So that makes it five damage. Oh right? yeah, uh, awesome. yeah, good, good move. Yes, yeah, very good, good play. Um, sorry, it took seventeen. You took sixteen off. Yeah. Yes, from twenty one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, cool. Damn, man. Uh, explain what that looks like. Uh, I think that's one of those situations because it's clawing down or sideways. Which would you prefer? For Ida, uh, went down. For Maka, it went sideways. Okay, so if we go down sideways and then it's coming down on Duncan again, but I think he's got the scabbard in one hand and the rapier in the other, so he can almost do an X, where like he catches the the middle finger and can direct like you know middle and right claw to one side as he tries yeah. to dance and he gets tagged with the left on like the you know it scrapes the arm coming down, <laughs> but awesome. doesn't hit any like muscle groups. So he's he's bleeding, a la Princess Bride after <laughs> the rats. Okay, that's a good uh, that's a good point of reference. All right, there. Um, which was good yeah. for the first hit, um, but unfortunately, because I rolled on a d3 and you came up for murder, uh, second hit comes at you. He's oh. still blinded. Yeah, I know. I've been again. I'm rolling with disadvantage on all. Of I know. These. I'm just. I gotta. I gotta advocate for what I can do here. You I'm are correct, sir. And the good news is, I just try to destabilize people. I rolled an eight and a two. Okay. Uh, so that comes up to a nine. So um, as you kind of cross out of it, um, he's like, ow, the Douglar's fingies hurt. Um, and as he's doing that, like Jackie Chan just punched a guy like, Ooh, thing with his hand. Uh, it means that his other hand is less coordinated. Something I love about creatures with multiple arms is like, I feel like a lot of times people just play it. Like each arm has full HP and a mind of its own. It's like, no man, 
I stubbed my toe all of Tom. He's like, fucking ow. So uh, the, the second hit just goes wide and like crashes through um, uh, a bunch of papers, um, hits the wall, and the entire space rumbles. Um, a couple of the cables come like swinging down, um, and he like punches a crater in that wall, um, but uh, happily does not punch a crater in Duncan. Um, bringing us to uh, speak of the devil, Duncan. Tom. Hi. For in the spirit of fairness, I should ask oh, uh, yes. the Douglas yes, to do a, a con save to recover from blindness. 15 is the target. Oh, I missed it by one. He's still blind. Okay. We still get advantage on him. He has Yay! disadvantage on us for another round. Thank God. Whew. That was, uh, preparing, uh, was a close one. Say, pre- preparing himself for a suicidal charge. Duncan will look around because if this room shook when it got punched, there were a bunch of explosives that blew up the princess before. We're not fortunate enough to see, like, panic explosives, right? That'd be great. Uh, unfortunately, no. Um, this isn't necessarily something you would put together. Actually, no, it would be, because you, you spend a bunch of time in Orville. Um, this seems like, uh, in here in Ontario, we have a, a nuclear plant built on a fault line, which is a really dumb idea, but, I mean, it hasn't exploded yet. Uh, you get the sense that that's kind of what was happening here, and it's something you've seen in Orville time and time again. It's... They harnessed something truly powerful and old and ancient and awful so long ago that they've just kind of been like, it's fine. So where there are explosives to like lock the demon portals, the actual trapped demon, they've just been ignoring. Yeah, that sounds like idiots. Um, He's like, they're all in their 20s, dude. He's just like, this is <laughs> all what the comes from democracy. He thinks to himself as a system that a man raised in the feudal system would think is deeply flawed. Um, and I think all he would do then is basically sprint forwards, like jump up and kind of leap off of the handrail, the security rail with, yep. the, with the flag waving and the rapier in his hand. Uh, and then he wants to get in amongst the legs kind of like spinning, dipping, diving, all that business. But his whole goal is just to stab the rapier as deeply as he can into the calves. He just wants to take one leg out so that it's not as mobile because then you can either run or climb to kill it. Well, my dude, uh, I got some good news for you. You're going to get advantage on that shit because there are a bunch of demon knights down there nice. um, that are like, they look at you like you might be the problem, but also they don't, you're not the demon. It's a... Uh, this is such a weird deep cut. But it's that moment in The Rocketeer where like the cops and the gangsters are both shooting at Nazis and they look at each other and they're like, honestly, yeah, okay. And they're just like, fuck the Nazis. <laughs> um, it's one of my favorite moments in all of film. Um, so it's that. Uh, they're kind of like, well, well, okay. As long as we're all stabbing the big monster, we're good. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead with advantage. While he's stabbing the legs, he's quietly saying to himself, normally this would be a witness to me, but the last one was so good. Uh, and he's just kind of <laughs> stabbing away. Great. You know what's dumb is I forget that uh, how much Duncan likes uh, punning and like pageantry every time until you roll. <laughs> I just, every it's so dumb. Every turn I'm like, oh, right. I like it. Uh, that was a nat 20 on the first stab with the rapier. Awesome. Rapier, so he's getting his vengeance for was, those 20. I was going to say, you have advantage on that one, but I don't think you need it. Yeah. Um, uh, but okay, you do let's... have advantage on all of these because there are a lot of dwarves. <laughs> okay, so the first Wendelin one... pinged off a bunch of people on the way out, <laughs> so I have to be true to my earlier <sighs> world build. Yay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so that that's 16 
magic fueled piercing damage on the first round. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then his second strike is a 21 to hit, which we've established yep. just barely mm-hmm. hits. Beautiful. And that does an additional uh, 11 piercing damage for a total of 27 damage this round. Fucking A, man. Yeah, so I think you're watching him probably almost work around the dwarves. Like, it's one of those things where, like, he can, like, dive over somebody and, like, the stabs are all very targeted while he's swirling the other thing. He's just trying to inspire everybody. I feel like the scabbard of of unlikely fellowship, the bless doesn't work necessarily when he's using it. And, like, it's a magical skill. I think it's just an obscene, classical, heroic amount of heroism that makes people want to step up and, like, follow him into the breach. Yeah, yeah, I totally buy that. Also, in this particular instance, um, the the joy, like the agony and the ecstasy of Sprongbrek is that everyone knows they will only, like, really get to live their adult life from, like, 19 to maybe 30. So they're like, oh, fuck yeah, YOLO. So as Everyone you're here around, is already dead. <laughs> they're just they're they're just singing uh, Drake songs at the top of their lungs. Drake being a famous uh, sprung brick uh, dwarf bard, um, but yeah, they are inspired. Um, so hmm. they gain bless, but they're not. Uh, no, no, it can only no? affect up to three creatures. So we'll keep it on our team because otherwise, oh, like, I could just cast bless on ten thousand dwarfs and fuck shit up. That's pretty funny, but no. Um, okay, cool. Then in that case, uh, I'm going to say that um, their renewed vigor uh, and their their chant of YOLO um, gives, um, I'm going to say kind of like basically a hold. So like um, a point of inspiration to both Maka and to Ita. Because, uh, not because you guys are particularly inspired by them chanting YOLO, but they're fighting twice as hard, which means the Duggler is twice as distracted. Okay. Um, Cool. Uh, speaking of which, I dropped them out of initiative order because they were kind of getting stomped. But now that um, they've been psyched up about the banner, um, we're going to see what they do, if anything. Oh, okay. Yeah, they do get a hit in. All right. Uh, they managed to do 10 points of damage. Cool. Duncan um, is so glad that that explosion happened so no one knows he killed a bunch of demon knights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the night's young. Uh, Maka. Um, I, Maka sees the value in adding more numbers to our side, so he casts uh, Conjure Animals. Hey! Yeah. Yes! And it's what does he to... conjure, Tyler? I was going to say, I feel like Conjure Animals has become your, I'm tired of these motherfucking stakes of this motherfucking plane. We're just, like, we <laughs> as players, and I'm sure the, the audience, is just waiting for, like, but when's Maka going to do it, though? <laughs> After those Panthers, the thing is, I just like, want this all the time. As a druid, there are definitely like spells that I'm like cycling through, like preparing. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, we'll see if this works on this day kind of thing. But there are definitely some like, this is staying in the rotation <laughs> <laughs> spells as well. Like cure wounds, conjure animals for sure. Um, and I do want to see the day where forth. you cycle out cure wounds. You're like, I'm yeah. sure it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a party KO. And he just yells like, heal them rats! And just a hundred rats pop out in doctor uniforms and try to do their best. <laughs> we spread plague, now we're trying to cure it! That's right, my plague doctors. True. It wasn't the rats. Um, what do you summon, sir? I'm going to summon forth uh, Hank and Dean, the Vulture Brothers, and uh, um, that's just a joke for me. 
Uh, and uh, I just choked on my uh, beer, dude. That's great. <laughs> I've named them Hank and Dean. That's who they'll be. Yep. Maka won't name them that, but um, it, but, it's uh, help, helpful yeah. for my like HP tracking stuff. Yeah. So Hank yeah. and Dean. So s- similar to, I need to roll. Oh, I say, what does Maka name them, Tyler? They don't have names. They're uh, it's it's because life is so fleeting, especially for conjured animals. They're not worth naming. They are servants of Jossie, just like he is. Um, Jossie has named them Hank and Dean. Yeah, <laughs> Jossie respects that their brief life deserves recognition. Uh, so that's yet yeah, the cluster tells Maka they're named Hank and Dean. So now Maka has to accept it. Oh, I kind of <laughs> like that only the vultures know that they have. <laughs> I don't that's think Maka funny. knows at all. Yeah. I, I agree with you. He'd just be like. No, this will happen, and they'll go back. Whereas yeah. they're like, "Cool, we're back." It also right. fits go team our vulture. it fits our like fey familiar rules of Toby, Victor, and Karen. I believe <laughs> Hank and Dean would exist in that. Oh, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I rolled their initiative. They rolled eighteen, so they get inserted into the initiative order. So oh, they damn. don't go right away, but they are no, now. They're they're top of the initiative order when we get there. Whoa. That's great. I've summoned them out, and it's just sort of like I think we talked about it before, but it's like Final Fantasy ten, like Spira fiends of like multiple fey like presences coming together and coalescing yep. into an animal creature uh they both bear the crest um of uh of jossie on their uh like breastbone like on their on their chests uh and they fly and circle as vultures do um they That's circle dope. the dugler's head Love waiting it. for their turn um i just like to take a hot second to acknowledge that um we we quip a lot about uh fan fiction uh on our various shows um I love that our shows are just fan fiction. It's just like, ah, this thing I like from this thing. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I say as uh, Sprong Breckers fight the Duggler with yeah. Richard Cambridge and uh, Jaden, definitely not based on real politicians. Um, anyway, I, uh, I, I, I'll spend my movement to actually jump down into, into the, the, the fray. So I'm near, I'm near uh, the feet with these other um, dwarven warriors. Excellent. Uh, bringing us to Ita. Get me to those papers. All right. Uh, you rush the papers. Um, and, uh, <laughs> I rush. Well, no, papers fail their dexterity save. <laughs> Run over. Um, go ahead and uh, roll an investigation. Grab the papers. Please. Okay. <laughs> papers That's a 19 investigation. Damn. Um, so... Um, Looking, looking around, like there's a bunch of like just, just truly boring, you know, day in day out information floating around. Um, however, uh, much like any well equipped work site, um, there are also safety precautions um, that you eventually find, um, and uh, it would seem uh, that there is in fact a oh fuck um, solution. Unfortunately, it requires stone shapers. Uh, but basically, uh, the plan is, if things were to go sideways, melt the mine and drop Sprongbreck Fortress onto the demon. Stone... St- 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 oh, God. Fucking accents. Uh, stone shapers, we need st- stone stone shapers. Anybody? <laughs> one of your demon knights, like YOLO, YOLO. Ah! Yeah. And and one, of, one of the knights just points to the shattered, like flesh and stone <laughs> pile. Uh, he's like, "Sorry, lady, bro, that's the last one we got." All right, YOLO. Yeah. Uh, goes back to fighting. <laughs> this I is. Like the, I like the war this. boy kind of mentality. It's like, I live, I die. And that's it. <laughs> <Just> like, 
running. <laughs> I I love lady bro as a formal term. These are all things that work. Lady. Sunrise, what about sunset, that? What baby. about that? What about that lady wizard back there? She's where we came room. from. Remember that tunnel we had a long talk through? Yep. Uh, she's a ways back. Um, in another chamber. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Yeah. Not great. It's a four. <laughs> you have two points of inspiration banked. One from uh, helping sort the election and one from the 16. YOLO boys. There you go. <laughs> um you see the same kind of stone-shaped um, uh, voice amplifier that uh, Richard the Grey was trying to use. Unfortunately, because the Duggler is free, there's currently no power to it. If you could find a way to power it, you might be able to get a message topside. Sounds like you're going to have to wait till your next turn to figure out what to do with that. <laughs> I'm just like, he <laughs> is doing what I'm doing. I have to remember this is an auditory medium. Really? Um, uh, and I'm just like literally like looking around just like frantically. Um, no immediate solutions, but possible future solutions. Ah. Uh, bringing us to the end of the round and the end of this particular combat uh, as we shift over to the armory. Um, ah. Gwendolyn, you are facing down against Karen. The exit has collapsed. What do you do? This episode of Curse Code and Crowd Sound was mixed and edited by Laura Hamstra, and the campaign was created by Tom McGee. Our original theme music was composed by Landon Noblock, and Curse Code and Crown's logo was created by the brilliant Decapitated Markers. If you want to follow our players or our DM on Twitter, you can reach out to Laura at EL Hamstring, Ryan at the Ryan LeBlanc. Tyler at Tyler underscore Hewitt, Tom McGee at McGeeTD, or you can message our whole company at Dum Dum Dice. So please join us again for more Curse, Code, and Crown! Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christian Manicola, Long Long, The Half-Blind Prophet, James Quayar, Charles Grams, Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, One True Artistry, Orion Birchfield, Lord Abradovic, Noel Lewis, Scott Garland, Anthony Griffin, Chet Awesome Laser, Jordan Neesmith, Benjamin V, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Taryn Hefner, Cade Peters, Richard Cranium, Christian Mendez, Anna Zed, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.